Welcome to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast with Doug Winters. I am your host, Doug Winters. As the owner of Doug Winters Music and the leader of our band, Best Kept Secret, I'm somewhat of an expert at getting people dancing at weddings. What I can't tell you is all the other things that have to do with weddings. For example, the dress and the flowers and the photographers. So what I've done is started interviewing all these experts who will tell you what I don't know and I'll learn along with you. So follow me on Instagram or on Facebook, both at Doug Winters Inc. Inc. And uh, let me know who you'd like to have on as a guest and any questions you'd like me to ask. Let's do the show. For today's episode, which is episode 19, I get to sit down with one of the sweetest people I've ever met. Her name is Danina DePool. And she got married on March 18th to her boyfriend, Miguel Casada. We got along so great, we decided that we would make an entire podcast of what happened at her wedding after her wedding. So this conversation actually took place three days after March 18th, would have, which would have been March 21st. Enjoy. What should we call this? Um, how about the afterglow? Ooh, That's good. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So this was an idea that Danina and I had for her wedding just because we got along really well but then at her wedding so many things didn't happen when they were supposed to but ended up being fantastic anyway that i thought it'd be a great thing to discuss i agree first of all let's start with 65 on main mm-hmm. i thought they were great i mean they were they were unbelievably nice to me i know you you had <laughs> i'll say i'll say this i will say that i think that to a guest uh-huh. who had no part in the planning, um, they would have thought everything was flawless and seamless. But from the perspective of a planner, I saw a lot of very cute chickens running around headless. <laughs> really? But they were sweet. They were very sweet. Um, and I, I did learn after the fact that their um, uh, maitre d' Um, is actually filling in um, because their maitre d left about two weeks ago, and truly he's the accountant. So I couldn't even tell who the maitre d was. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's because he's he's still kind of filling the role in. But next wedding is going to be May six there. Yeah. He actually asked me if I'd consult. So <laughs> that's pretty. Oh, fun. that's hysterical. So I said, well, if they have an event planner, you'll be fine. It just so happened that I was planning my own, and so we needed some help. You, which you wouldn't think that you would need for 110 people. You, right. Um, I think it went fine. I mean, um, there, there were some hiccups, you know, like they didn't have a floor plan, which I think is probably essential for uh, anything over 100 people. Yeah, and when you walk in, I mean, I would, think, I would imagine that's the first thing you'd want. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know I wanted that. And... Um, I didn't know I wanted that until I, I sat down and I was like, well, how do, where do I sit people? Do you have a floor plan? And they were like, no. I was like, okay, we'll make one. I went on their website and they have a picture of the room where you had the ceremony. Yes. I wouldn't even recognize it except for the walls because mm-hmm. they literally took everything out and put seats in. It wasn't until I looked at their website and I saw that that was the same room, which was co- pretty cool. So that worked out well. Yes, yes. And then the cocktails were sort of like... Um, kind of disorganized a little bit. Yeah, right? well, that, that I think was my fault um, because I think that for me, the logical thing would have been to walk in and walk toward the bar um, and then kind of hang out in that area. But a lot of people kind of veered off to the left into the main dining room. And yeah, that was surprising. Yeah. Again, my fault because I should have thought to have, you know, a few people kind of guiding or maybe the restaurant staff guiding. But yeah, I, God I, forbid. 
Right. And I think that that's part of the, that, that's part of like what's lacking. There's a little disconnect about, um, and, and I did express that to the restaurant that that's kind of where I wanted the cocktail hour to be. And then we'd move into the dining room. So I remember you, we even put it on the paper that you said, Danina and Miguel are going to leave and go into the cocktail room to bring people into the, so you thought of this beforehand. Right. Right. And then, and, and then you were going to go back to take pictures. And here's a, here's another thing. I'm allergic to facial hair and people started kissing me. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I have to get out of here before. Are you serious? Yes. I was like, if I don't get out of here very quickly, I'm going to have an allergic reaction to my guests. So you could you could never date anybody with a beard or something? I think that um, it's, yeah, no, it, it's a combination of, of hair and skin oils. Wow. So I'm not allergic to Miguel, which is good. Yeah, exactly. That's a very good thing. I just think if I would have maybe uh, given that responsibility to somebody there to really... That should have been somebody's responsibility. Yeah. You, it's not your job. Yeah. Well, I think an event, you know, a day of person would have known that. And the restaurant should know that. Well, that's it. You shouldn't there, have there to. There was a disconnect because I, I just assumed it would happen. And that was, you know, a bad assumption on my part. Uh, Danita went to the club last Sunday, I think it was. Yeah. And I even asked you if you wanted me to meet you there. Yeah. Because... Um, I figured if it was a club, maybe they have it a sound system and we could just use that or use it in addition to ours. Or And you came back and said, forget it, kid, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I told you. I there asked, was no help. I asked the, so 65 has um, an event planner or he calls himself an event uh, coordinator. So okay. I, I think his job is, um, you know, he writes the contract. He tells you what they can and cannot do. Um and then after that, he's like, whatever you'd like, you make it happen. You know, they, they're kind of hands off. Oh, and okay. That could be a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, if, again, if you have somebody to do the work, great. They'll, they'll, they'll let you just kind of rock out. But if you're doing it yourself and you need guidance, it's not really helpful. So when I asked him about the sound system um, and whether things would um, be compatible, his response was, you know, you have to figure it out yourself. And that doesn't help me. Right. So when you told me that, I said, you know what? I got your back. I'll, I'll just bring everything and don't How even worry about it. Well, yeah. what happened was that I, I got there like two o'clock. Okay. And I casually just said to these guys, I said, see those giant speakers hanging up there? And they were these QSC brand, which is like the, literally the top of the line. Yeah. And they were completely set up. They were on stands. They weigh about 50 pounds a piece. So he says, yeah, of course you can use them. I tested my equipment with it and I said, okay. I literally walked my stuff all the way back into my car. Okay, good. And, and used his stuff. Yeah. They had everything. They had millions of extension cords and stuff like that, which places don't do. Okay. I don't think they knew what they had. That's, that's it. They have a ton of stuff. They just don't know what it is. I don't think their issue was whether we could use it. Their issue was just like, we don't know what we have. You have to come check, like basically check it out. And I wouldn't even have, been comfortable unless I had had my PA and was able to set it up and set up my my mics and right, say, like oh, in the middle of dinner service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wasn't. I wouldn't have been of, of help even that day. But then, okay, so the ceremony went off beautifully. Beautifully, I think. Yeah. Ex except what, here, here's an interesting thing. They're so hands off that I had no idea, and there was no one to tell me when people started gathering for the ceremony. 
And you gave me like three or four songs mm -hmm. that were actually great. I, I put them on my, on my YouTube channel. On, it was piano and cello. Mm -hmm. Oh, Thousand Years. A Thousand Years, the Christina Perry song. The... Oh, Love Me Like You Do, Ellie Goulding. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And, and then you walked into the Pachelbel. <laughs> and then the day before the wedding, you said, I played the, the Pachelbel and Perfect together mm -hmm. for Miguel, and he loves it. So he wants to walk in through that too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't think I got a chance to tell you is that the Pachelbel yeah. cannon is a cannon like row, row, row your boat is a cannon. Like it can go on forever. So I just weaved in and out of the Ed Sheeran song. I think when I came in, I was like so um, overwhelmed that I didn't even hear music. I was just walking. You don't black out exactly, but it's like you just, there. It, there's a lot of sensory stuff going on. Well, that's how, that's what I'd love you to talk about to to brides. I mean, like, what are your literally? All right, so Danina got married Sunday, and it's now three days later. See if you can uh, like walk us through like what how you were feeling like like at four o'clock. You know, if the you you knew you can walk down the aisle at five o'clock or at five thirty. Um, well, I I didn't I didn't have a bridal party. Um, so during the course of the day, I was not surrounded with, you know, a bunch of girlfriends and makeup and hair and all that kind of stuff. I had my mother there. Um, and then an aunt. Um, and then just the hair lady and the, and the um, makeup lady. And, you know, um, I had a glass of rosé and some fruit and I was just hanging out. Um, if I can interrupt you for a second, I said, you said, look, I'm in my 30s. I'm not, I haven't been dreaming about this day my entire life. All my friends are basically saying, what took you so long? Right. I wasn't even going to have a band, but my father insisted I have a band. Yeah. <laughs> so if I'm going to have a band, I want you. So, yeah. so that's, so I said, okay, done. And we figured out what we're going to do. Right. And I said, I, you know, I really want good music um, and I'd love people to dance, but it's not going to be a huge dance floor. So we want, we don't want them to dance too much. We have to find a balance. Well, I had every intention of ignoring you on that one. Yeah, that went down the drain. <laughs> I was like, oh no, there's too many people dancing. They made space. Yeah, yeah. Well, people will make, yeah, people yeah. will make space. From 4.30 to 5, I had some, you know, quiet time and a friend picked me up in his Benz with his daughter in the car and drove Oh, me. nice. It was beautiful, you know, but it was sim like, it was very much, uh, I felt very relaxed. Um, he, he even said to me, are you really this cool? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, we're about to be at the wedding. We're almost there. If you're ever going to be cool, this is the time to be cool. Just, I just wanted to get married already. This was great. I was showing up, getting married. You wanted to have some DJ music. Right. So my drummer is also a DJ. So I said, all right, you know what? Let's throw him some, some money. And what I didn't know is that that opened up a whole new avenue for me. Like, I'm going to now have that as a package. Because A, it helped everybody relax, even the band members. Because, mm -hmm. for example, like in a four-hour party, I might never leave the stage mm -hmm. when I'm playing. But, you know, the fact that we could play some, you know, some jazz, wanted a lot of Latin music, which, listen, if it, I'd so much rather have it play, you know, played on tape than fake it and have it come mm -hmm. out really gringo, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've got to tell you, um, everything, even the requests that you, uh, that you guys learned for my wedding. Right. Um, I mean, you guys played them impeccably. So I don't have any doubt that you could learn Latin music as well without, you know, changing the integrity of the music. I, right. I, didn't, 
actually, it's, but it's the accents, you know. Do you speak fluent Spanish? Um, I get by. I, I'm conversational. What is your background? I mean, the whole party seemed very Latin. Latin. Yeah. Well, my dad is Dominican. Debbie is French Spanish, British Jamaican. Wow. So she's yeah, she's all sorts of mixed. Um, but I think because they grew up in New York City. Um, and they have a good number of, like, they were kind of part of um, the New Yorican culture. Um, New Yorican? Yeah, yeah. In the Lower East Side, that's what it was called. Like, if you're from New York and you're Puerto Rican, like, there was, like, a whole underground. Um, they did salsa dancing. So, culturally. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, culturally. Um, they're, new, you know, they're New Yorkans. So all their friends are, like, Hernandez and uh, Martinez and Ramirez. And so that whole middle table was, like, you know, my aunties, my uncles, my parents' friends. So there, there was a lot of Latin blood there, for sure. Right. But my favorite part of the night yeah. had to be when I met Miguel. Aww. Because he was really nice, and I introduced myself. And, oh. and now Doug is not your average. You don't meet that many Dougs in the world. Right. So I am the only white guy in my band, to mm-hmm. put it bluntly. So Danina... We had spoken on the phone only, <laughs> and um, now we're at least talking face to face, you know, on uh, Facetime. But um, Danina just assumed that I was black, <laughs> and she told Miguel that I was black because everyone else in the band is black. Right. So you just assumed that I was like the lead singer of the band, right? Who actually is black? Who actually is black? Well, everybody, yeah. And then so Miguel said, "Oh, wait, you're duck." <laughs> Didn't even tell me you're black. <laughs> and I think I was talking about being Jewish. And you had spoken to my wife, whose name is Sari. So you said, okay, so she, he must have converted. Right. To marry Sari. These gorgeous mixed kids. Right. You know. I had a whole family in my head. <laughs> Unbelievable. How long have you and Miguel been together? Um, a little over two years. Okay. So you knew this was happening. Yeah. I I, he's a pretty serious person. I'm a pretty serious person. I actually asked him after we got engaged, I said, when did you know you wanted to marry me? And he was like, oh, a few months. I was like, well, Lord, then why did you have to wait an extra year and a half? Oh, that's really um, funny. And I think he was just, um, you know, he'd never lived with anybody. He'd just never really been in a long-term relationship. So for him, I guess it was a little scary, you know? I think it's always scary. Yeah, now I asked him, I, I said, um, see, that wasn't that wasn't so bad. You know, we didn't have to wait this long to do it. Um, and he's like, yeah, but I kind of feel like we were married already. And I'm like, well. You know what? I said that to him. I, I said, so you, so this is a big day. And he says, yeah, we're kind of married already. Yeah. I mean, he actually used those words. Yeah. I think, you know, I think that we, you know, we have a very good relationship. This made it official. Um, but... Maybe that's why we were both so calm because it was just like you know it's a it's a uh, it's a tradition and it's you know it's a but, but but the celebration was nice it was nice to have that and have everybody there yeah it was cool and um, but we had made this you know very detailed itinerary mm-hmm. what no one told me is that you disappeared yes you and Miguel like split after the ceremony. And just went outside to take pictures. I was having a little bit of a um, an, a panic attack because everybody was like coming up to me and kissing me. And I was like, oh. if, if I break out, that's not going to be good. I just said, excuse me. I stepped outside 
And whoever came outside with me, I was like, go get Miguel. Tell him we're going to take pictures outside. <laughs> so we went down to the river. Oh, is that what happened? Okay. Yes, we went down to the river. Um, yeah, and it was it was beautiful. I, I can't wait to see the pictures. I mean, it was cold, but the you know the sun was nice, and I think the pictures will be. Yeah, nice. it was a beautiful time of day. It was like it was must have been six o'clock, right? Yeah, yeah. But what happened was that they started to serve the first course. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, during like almost like during when the cocktails were, was happening. Oh, so like immediately. Yeah, and we had already we had already booked a bunch of things to happen before the first course. Right. The cool thing is that you came up to me that okay, how are we going to catch up? And I said, you know, it doesn't really matter if we catch up. You know, the itinerary was just for you and me. You have to organize your thoughts about who was going to make toast and stuff like that. And I know you had, who was going to be the toast? Was going to be your father? Uh, my dad and Miguel were going to kind of split the welcome. Right. Miguel was nervous as hell. Yeah. He, and mean, he, he read he his right off his phone. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he was well, really nervous. He doesn't normally drink. Even he'll have like one or two like fruity cocktails. And I saw him at the bar with his friends taking like shots of vodka, which is not even like a real shot. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like intravenous. I was like, okay. Um, but he didn't seem drunk at all. No, I think he's a big, he's a big guy, but. He, yeah, he's a big guy. My, my dad, him, then um, uh, the dances and then my two, my two brothers and then his two siblings were going to toast. Right. We literally made plans like as we went. You want to tell about your uh, donating your liver to your father? Oh, sure. Yeah. So just um, last June, so like nine months ago, um, my actually my dad had been on a liver list for quite some time, but the live donor opportunity um, was not an option for him because he was still going through some other issues. But then once the option did 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 kind of become an opportunity for him, I just I found out I was a match, and within like two months. Yeah, we planned the liver thing in about the same amount of time we planned the wedding thing. <laughs> <laughs> Forged forward. Um, so That's the way to do it. Yeah, so he, he started uh, his recovery process in June, and he's finally feeling a lot better. After the first three months, I felt good. Um, I took pretty good care of myself, and now nine months post, I'm kind of back to my, my myself. Um, your liver regenerates, right? Your liver does regenerate. So they took 65% for him. They do a scan at the three month mark. And I was already, so from 35% that I had remaining right. up to 70%. So my liver size had doubled within three months. Wow. Um, I'll go back at the year mark and they expect that I'll be up to 90%. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Cause yeah. he was dancing, he was having a ball. He was. And I saw him the next day. He wasn't even paying for it. That is great. And, and the beautiful part about Tanina is that this was never discussed. It wasn't, you know, a big thing at the, at the wedding. It wasn't, you know. Well, my brother actually brought it up in his He toast. did. He did, but it was subtle. Yeah. My, my guest list um, rule was if I haven't spoken to you in two years, I can't invite you. I mean, and that dis- and that, that kind of was family too, because I, I have family members I didn't invite, you know, like, and it's not for any reason other than um, I wanted it to be an intimate night of people who are going to support me in my marriage moving forward. So if I don't... If I haven't talked to you in two well, years anyway. Right. If we're not in touch, probably the chances of you being supportive in the rest of my life... Are pretty slim. They're pretty slim. Um, you know what you didn't do? You didn't, dan- you didn't dance that much. I didn't dance that much. And I didn't take a lot of pictures with a lot of people. 
And I don't, I don't know where I was. The first thing I usually say, especially when I get along so well with someone is, you have to be on the dance floor the whole time because you had this beautiful white dress and you said, and I said, people will follow the white dress. Yeah. And if you're on the dance floor, people will dance, but it was like irrelevant. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't like, think people cared where I was. No, people didn't. <laughs> it was really funny. I, I know people didn't, um, but I, and it's funny too, because Miguel and I, I told him at the beginning. So, so he's Dominican. He was born in the Dominican Republic. A lot of the wedding stuff, traditions, he's like, I don't know what these traditions are, what these customs are. Just tell me what to do. I was like, okay, well, just so you know, we have a table separate from everybody, but we're supposed to go to everybody's table together and say hello. That didn't happen. Um, Miguel did his thing. I did my thing. And that's kind of how I think we are, even in our relationship, we're both pretty independent. Yeah, yeah. And um, I was like, did you talk to everybody? He said, yes. I said, okay, so did I, you know, but we did it separately. And it seemed like everybody knew each other. Anyway. Yeah. I would say that that's true. You know, you didn't have to say, all right, we're together. Most of my friends know each other for 20 years plus. Again, I'm 37. So we we all go back to high school, college. And Christina and I went to college together. So, Oh, she's the one that wanted to, who hand me her cards that I want to sing with the band. She wants to be in the band. (laughs) That's hysterical. And my other regret, like I told you, um, was I didn't get a chance to introduce myself to the entire band. And I felt bad that I hadn't introduced myself I didn't even say, make yourself at home, get yourself something to eat, do what you guys have to do. And then I thought to myself, I didn't even eat dinner. So then I started to like not feel bad because I was like, oh, I didn't get to talk to them. I didn't get to take pictures. I didn't get to eat. Where was I? Seriously. I don't know where you were. And, and you- <laughs> yeah. Well, if you could um, let your bandmates know that I do regret not having the opportunity to chat and that's not like me, but I yes. So, <laughs> so, but overall, when it ended, mm-hmm. how did you feel? Yeah, but I felt I felt good. I felt um, um, I still felt pretty calm. I feel like people left in waves, and I wasn't overwhelmed. I got right. to speak to people more towards the end, uh, especially the people that traveled. I thought it was a. I really did think it was a beautiful night. I felt like it went uh, imperfectly perfect. You know, that's that's a perfect way to. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't it, it wasn't according to plan, but it was still perfect in its own in its own way. I have friends telling me I've spoken to a few people post, and um, they're kind of like we either were laughing or dancing, and the food was good. And I'm like, awesome! So, so congratulations! Thank you, Doug, and thank you for making the night so perfect. I mean, my parents are obsessed with you too. You know, and it's funny. A few weeks before the wedding, I had a dream that I approached um, a table at the wedding for both my family, including a deceased grandmother, and <laughs> they were like, "Where have you been?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know where I've been." And so now that I'm like, I'm like, that is so crazy because in my dream, I wasn't dancing, I wasn't greeting people. Yeah, what were you doing? I, I w- I'll be honest with you. I went to the bathroom once at the beginning of the night. I didn't even go into the bathroom. I wasn't even in the bathroom. That <laughs> I, is really funny. I swear, I don't know where I was. It's I funny. Just, I, I knew that the day was going to be, that we were going to have to wing it when when I said to someone, where's Danina? And <laughs> I think they're down by the river taking pictures. Sorry. And I see them serve, serving the first course. And it's like, wow, we have eight things on the itinerary oh. before the first course comes out. I say, okay, 
We're just going to have to be mellow about this. Yeah. Well, I'm really sorry I disappeared, but it turned out great. No, it was great. <laughs> it was great because by the time, oh, I knew what it was. I said, I'm, I'm just going to get people dancing. And by the time you came in the room, the dance floor was, was, oh, was packed with people. Dan- with people. Yeah. It was a party already. Yeah. I think what? my parents might have been on the dance floor the longest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And and I, I think that's what was cool is yeah. that you sort of like got to be a guest at your own wedding. Yeah. I was actually like, oh, this is great. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, that's very cool. And usually there's so much pressure on the bride to be like, yeah. oh, I've got to be, you know, perky and nope. I grabbed kiss my, everybody. I grabbed, I grabbed my second glass of wine and I yeah. kind of just walked around for a little bit, I think. And then that's... I think somebody I think somebody pulled me onto the dance floor and I was like, okay. Kind All of right, dance. what the hell? Sure, I'll dance. Sure, yeah. I'll dance. Yeah. You're absolutely the best. Oh, thanks, Doug. You're the best, too. Thank you. Yes, and I can't wait to meet Sorry. I mean that. <laughs>